welcome to Real Moms Get Real. I'm Deirdre. And I'm Maureen. And we are going to bring you 15 to 20 minutes of information you need to know and some that you don't need to know but will probably make you laugh. Thank you to all our listeners who have been joining us for all our podcasts rolling out each week and the new listeners that we gain every week as well. We really appreciate your support. And uh, we're on Facebook, uh, Real Moms Get Real on Facebook and on Twitter, Real Moms 2, the number two. Yeah, come join us. Send us (laughs) notes, send us ideas, feedback, reaction. Uh, We'd love to hear from everybody. That's right. And uh, we have a pretty packed show, Maureen. We're going to talk a little bit about summer rentals. Summer vacation rentals. Oh, man. Remember that John Candy movie? I think it was called (laughs) Summer Rental. He's a comic genius, but that movie just gets funnier with age. It Mm. does not age out. All right. Well, summer rentals. Uh, number one, we're not great planners, so I'm that person who is on uh, online trying to get something like the first week of June yeah. for the last week of June. For the, for the summer, just a few weeks ahead. That's right. That's yeah, right. it's unbelievable. Um, but it, it just the topic reminds me of some crazy rentals uh, I've had with my both my husband's family and my family. Um, one, one time we rented a home. This was in Cape Cod with mm-hmm. my uh, in-laws. And <laughs> my sister-in-law, I believe, had even gone and visited the home. It looked great. Everything was fine. Well, by the time we got there, they had somehow removed everything you would need to have a good vacation. Oh, no. How did that happen? <laughs> they left us. Well, they took all the bowls. So we had to make everything in a giant lobster pot. <laughs> so you could walk through the living room and see someone eating cereal out of a lobster pot. They took the lamps. Now, it was th- almost like... Um, did you ever find out what happened? Did the previous renters take some of that stuff with them or Well, something? we complained, but it was like the cat in the hat drove through, just like ruining things hmm. and taking things. So one tip, when you are uh, engaging someone about a summer rental, see how reactive the landlord is. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't get them on the phone oh, yeah. for the first three days, you're done. Yeah, that's really good advice. And, see how proactive they are too. And you know, my parents and my in-laws are so funny. We often leave the property better. <laughs> when we scrubbing and yeah. cleaning and I'm like, every- I don't even think that was our stain. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, so it's crazy. How about you? Are you do you guys rent a place? So we have rented places in the past at the Jersey Shore most of the time. Um coming up in October this fall, we're renting a place in the Jersey Shore as well. <laughs> One um, of my favorite spots. But, Love oh, the Jersey Shore. But at a at a new place and the the house actually belongs to a friend. And she is kindly um, sharing it with us for not a full week, but about four days in the fall. And I'm really looking forward to that. That is going to, that's an awesome time. And, you know, what about that landlord? We had a landlord one time, this was with my family, at the Jersey Shore, Mm -hmm. actually, who stopped by every day (laughs) unannounced and would end up having, you know, a drink or a little snack. But that's another thing. It's a little, While you appreciate the attention, you know, you would like to kind of party with your family. Well, especially, we know how how hard vacations are to come by these days. A lot of people can't even use their allotted vacation at at whatever job or company they they work with. And 
getting away with the family, having some downtime, stepping away from the screens is really, really important. So it's you value so that. True. You want to have some some really important and quality family time, personal time. It's so important. And if you are a landlord of a summer rental, don't stop by every day, but do be available. And uh, I don't know if I'd be a good landlord. I would be like, oh my gosh, someone called me six times. Yeah. I didn't get the I know people who are landlords and it, it is tricky. You've got to, you know, you've got to manage service people and payments and house maintenance and all sorts of issues, taxes and town you know, issues that come up. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. right. That's, that's right. And, you know, as a side note, include the beach tags, okay? Oh, yeah. It's another whatever, 20 bucks for the week. So please include the beach tags. When you walk in on the counter and you see those oh. beach tags laid out for your week. Don't you love that? I it's love it. high five. Yes, we've and got our beach passes. As the renter, you got to remember not to lose them, but that's a whole other issue. So yeah. um, anyway, good luck with your summer rentals, listeners. And uh, remember, yeah, take it. Don't leave those hours in the bank because oh, yeah. a lot of it's employers. Hard to get them back. That's right. Um, All right. The second thing we're doing, Maureen, take us through it. We're going to do something new. What is it? So, yeah, we're going to introduce you to a new segment. We're calling it the lightning round of questions. And this has to do with parenting and mom issues and dad issues and family issues of all kinds. So, Deirdre, I'm going to ask a series of questions. And you and I are going to respond with our gut reaction and listeners out there, if you've got something you want to share after you hear these, I hope you'll post them on our Facebook page, share them with us, Real Moms Get Real. Sounds okay. good. I love a lightning round. Okay. All right. First question. Do you get your kids vaccinated or not? Oh, great topic. Timely topic. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is just, this is so important to me. I really don't understand people that don't vaccinate. And what I think that might be missing is a conversation. Don't just say, I'm not going to vaccinate. Talk to your doctor. I think a lot of people shut the doctor out Mm -hmm. of that discussion. Because they may have preconceived ideas. That's right. Or they've read something somewhere and they trust it entirely. That's right. I would would be with you all of my children were vaccinated it was the right move you want them to be protected against diseases that can be in many cases life-threatening look what's happening with the measles right now in this country in certain places absolutely and and immunizations uh protect future generations too i mean we should not be dealing with measles outbreaks at this point so i I really don't understand the anti-vaxxers, as they're called, and um, I'm just kind of praying that they get on the wagon and are responsible. It's not just their kids. It's everybody in the classroom. Right, and beyond the classroom, families, communities, neighborhoods. That's right. So, All right, on to our next question here in our lightning round. How do you celebrate Memorial Day, which is coming up, and what does it mean to you? Oh man, I am I I'm not going to feel good about this one, but really what I do is I observe it to myself. Mm-hmm. I understand that we well, have that veterans. Means something. Sure. I love veterans and you know, I wish I could say, you know, oh the kids and I go down to a parade, 
But, you know, as we believe on this show, it's not about perfection, it's about connection. So it doesn't mean I can't get better Mm -hmm. and maybe go and observe, you know, a parade or something like that. But I'm probably not alone. There are probably a lot of people that say, oh, gosh, I missed it again this year. Yeah. So what are you doing? Anything special? So Memorial Day, when my kids were little, we took them into the town for the the parade, which is very short in our town. It's not a big extended event. It's it's about 10-15 minutes. Um, these days my kids are older as we know um, and but this year um, I am actually marching in our what? town parade. Yeah. All right. My husband is a veteran and I am a member of the Women's Auxiliary um, of the American Legion in our town. I joined about a year ago. That is so cool. So I'm going to be one of the ladies marching along. We just held a fundraiser a couple of weeks ago. We do different activities that fund veterans and needy veterans in our area, veteran programs, veteran organizations. And, um, you know, our time is so limited, Deirdre. We're so busy. So the thing that I've chosen to give some time to needed to be really important to me. My father was a veteran. My husband's a veteran. One of my brothers is a veteran. And my brother-in-law is a veteran. Wow. So um, that's where we'll be for Memorial Day. Well, we thank you for their service and what you're doing. That is fantastic. And while I'm at home having a coffee at 1130 (laughs) a.m., Maureen will be doing the right thing. And uh, we love our veterans on Real Moms Get Real. Yeah. You are the foundation of this country. Mm -hmm. We would not have this country without our uh, veterans. That's right. That's right. We really uh, take that very seriously. Oh, yes, for sure. All right. Moving on to our next question here in the lightning round. Deirdre, did you send your kids away to summer camp or did you keep them at home with you? Ah, well, I mean, the minute the school bell rang that last day, I was like, get an activity, get, do something because you're going to drive me crazy in the house. And uh, my two older kids went to day camp and they went through the program with the Y. They became a leader in training and then a counselor in training through the Y. So that was many years. Now, my last son is interesting because he did not like to do camps. Mm -hmm. And I struggled with it at first, but then I thought, you know what, I'm going to let him do him. And I didn't push it. And does it make for a longer summer for the grown-ups? Sometimes. Right. Uh, But that's part of the gig. Yeah, that's part of the motherhood gig. That's right. And I don't believe in forcing a kid to go away all day. If they really aren't feeling it. And especially if you have the option of being home with your child, which not everybody has. That's right. Unfortunately, in many cases. Now, in our case, um, talk about camp. Um, Our kids went to a day camp in town when they were younger. And then as they got a little bit older, they went to camps, um, sleepaway camps, but for a short time. My older son went to one, I think it was a week or two weeks, when he was a, um, a young teenager. And then my second son did the same. He went away to, to a sleepaway camp. His choice, by the way. He researched it. He found it. He looked it up. He wanted to go where he knew no one. To this day, I'm so proud of him for doing that. He yeah. went, and we made it work, and he had a wonderful time. But a lot of parents keep their children home with them for the summer when they can, of course. Again, it's a very... Personal and individual choice and decision depends on people's circumstances. But parents I know, some parents I know, 
truly, truly cherish that summertime with their children. They want to be there taking them to the pool or on trips or day trips or creative days where they draw artwork. It depends, of course, on the kids' kids ages and interests, right? But um, very personal decision for families. And, you know, uh, my... <laughs> Our little family story about that. My mom, when I think she was about nine or ten, her parents were were moving, and they really needed a place for her to go. So she went mm. to sleepaway camp, and she wrote the most impassioned letters, which we still have, to my grandmother, her mother, yeah. saying, "Please come get oh. me." <laughs> and she would list out all the kids who had gotten visitors. And her letters were so cute because they were a mixture of real trying to be brave. And yeah. it could, can be a good you know, experience to show you independence and to strengthen that muscle. But right. she just missed her mom. And uh, I'll tell you, she said yeah. she was so glad to see my grandmother when she did uh, show up. And I did a YMCA uh, day camp back as a kid. Yeah. And I remember I had such a crush on my counselor. <laughs> and a girl stepped on a rusty nail, and he was paying her all this attention. And I remember thinking, I wish I had stepped on a you rusty were looking nail. looking around for a nail. <laughs> I didn't jam into my foot. But um, I did a Girl Scout camp when I was a certain age. And it I was think a week. they're great. I think it was like a Monday through Friday or a Saturday. No big deal. But it was, it was a nice experience to be away. And I think now, parents, too, make sure that you're comfortable ask the right questions. It's a crazy world out there. So a little layer of security, make sure you understand who the counselors are, yeah. what the activities are, yeah. and uh, thus and such. Yeah, and investigate the camp, you know, That's dig right. around, find out what you can. Yeah, Google them. If they have any uh, outstanding uh, warrants, don't send your kid there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, our last question in the lightning round this time around, Deirdre. And this could be a hot button one. What's the most frightening thing that happened to you as a parent? Oh man, like there are so many. I uh, yeah, I will. It's kind of a tough one. Um, you know what I'm going to choose is uh, because I was talking to all my kids about this recently. We were together. My youngest, when he was uh, under a year old, hid in the house, Ooh. and we could not find oh him. Oh, my goodness. And I'm talking, you know, hand on the phone to dial 911. Uh my third was, you know, maybe 10, 11 months old. His brothers, who were 10 and 13 years older, took off. One went one direction, one went the other, looking for him. Wow. Somehow, in the emergency, we thought... He had, you know, crawled away sure. and had gotten out of the house. But when we found him, and he was right in the room with me, he had, he was under a chair. Don't tell me he was there with you the whole time. Well, you know what I think happened? At first, he thought it was funny, yeah. and then he got scared oh. to come out because we were so scared. Oh, yeah. But the reason it's remarkable for me, I've never had my knees give out. And when he crawled out, and I was just about to dial 911, yeah. his brothers were in tears, I my knees gave out wow. and I had to fall into a chair and so now I know that can happen you can literally lose the ability to stand to stand yeah so th how about you oh, mine's okay. scary what do you got well, I'm glad there was a, a happy resolution thank god of yeah. Yeah. yeah well my most frightening thing as a parent is similar in that I was at work one day my husband was home with our youngest but our 
first son, our older son, was at kindergarten. And we got a call from the school that he took a bus to and from mm. kindergarten um, with all the other kindergartners in our, in our area, with bus monitors and all the rest. They're very careful about it. The school could not find our son. Yeah, that is the phone call you do not want to get. And I can remember getting in the car, running out of the office, getting in the car, getting behind the wheel, driving 20 minutes to get home with my hands on the wheel. And I think, you know, the white knuckle expression, they truly were blanched white. I was racking my brain during that drive thinking, what could have happened? Where did he go? Did he get on the wrong bus? Did he get off at the stop and he's wandering around town somewhere where he doesn't know where he is? Right. Or did he go off with the parent? And of course, you don't want to think about all the other terrible things that could have happened. Long story short, got home, had some conversations with the school, with the bus company. He was on a different bus Mm. route and he was finally located. They took him back to the school and a very grateful mom and dad picked him up and I want to tell you I don't ever want to repeat that Um, what's the moral of the story here right the moral is despite your best planning and your best preparation um, some things can happen that you wish didn't happen and thank God in both cases Deirdre everything was all right in our in our situations but um, parenting you never know what's going to happen right you really don't. I My mom often says, uh, my uncle, uh, who saw me in my bassinet when I was an infant, said to my mother, and he, you know, I, I think at the time she was wondering what he meant. Now she knows. He said, you'll never have a day without worry again. Mm. So say goodbye to that pretty Heart much. on the outside of your sleeve. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just it, parenting can be scary and um yeah so that's mine well listen everyone listening to us share your stories with us if you've got answers to our lightning round share them with with us on our facebook page real moms get real we'd love to hear what you're thinking and stay tuned for our next round of lightning round questions it'll come up in a future podcast that's right Okay, moving right along. We uh, have a favorite segment called Favorite Things. And Maureen and I each pick one. I feel like we should have a sound effect. We're like, we should. We'll we'll come up with that. We need something. Mm -hmm. But um, so, uh, Maureen, mine for this podcast is Etsy. Etsy Etsy.com. Yeah, I love that site. Now, a lot of, uh, a lot of, People don't use it, I think, because they think of it as like, oh, that's where you can get a homemade, you know, potholder or something. No, Etsy is full of artisans and your product is truly handmade. Mm -hmm. So I've recently bought some earrings and a little plaque from Etsy. You know what? For not a lot of money. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So you can either go to to Macy's and spend a whole bunch uh, or another, you know, fine store or go to Etsy. Connect with some of those artisans. How's the delivery process once you order? Is it did the things you've ordered come pretty quickly? I have had a 100% happy experience with them. Nice. And and you know what's nice? A lot of them include a note from them to you, thanking you and hoping you enjoy it. So that's my pick. I like that. Etsy.com. Like what you got? All right. Well, this time around, my favorite thing is a book that I have read many times. You know those favorite books that oh, you can't get... You, the pages are worn out. You could have... Right? You could have read 
every word ten times. I, there's certain favorite books that I keep near me uh, on my bedstand, and this is one of them. It's called I Remember Nothing and Other Reflections by Nora Ephron. Oh, she was a classic. My American dear friends classic. and colleagues will probably be smiling when they hear me say this because some of us um, got to work with her. Unfortunately, of course, she's, she's gone at this point, but um, what a wonderful collection of personal essays. She talks about family. She talks about her life as a journalist. She talks about things as mundane as ordering Perrier at the restaurant. <laughs> what happens when when the uh, waiter bothers you too soon about your your next bottle of Perrier. And I guess I love it, Deirdre, because it's just honest and forthright. And she had such a way with words. Um, people know her, of course, as a playwright, as a screenwriter, as an essayist, um, when Harry Met Sally, of course, yes. is one of her, oh, her fantastic. But anyway, I cherish this book. I love it so much. And if you have not read I Remember Nothing, it's, it's definitely worth picking up. I love that. And I'm going to actually uh, read that myself. And I think today books like that speak to us because we're kind of in a social media age where everything has a certain gloss or sheen to it. And you're talking about someone who really had observations that spoke from the heart and maybe weren't on big things. They were just on little things. That's right. It's real. It's it's real. real. And it's honest. And And I think everyone can identify in some way. So Nora Ephron, everybody, gone too soon. She's been gone a while now, right? Yeah, I think it's four or five years at this point, maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. Well, we we want to thank everybody for this episode, uh, joining us in this episode of Real Moms Get Real. Remember, it's not about perfection, it's about connection. And parents, not pals. Parents, not pals, our other tagline. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. 